to be a gray and tower alone on the sea and we're back it's back rose and legend pop we are the be the master minds and welcome to another show did you know that when it snows my eyes become undone and i'm gonna talk normal now here we go let's do it baby <laughs> oh baby we are back best intros yet i enjoyed that one and that was completely ad libs ladies and gentlemen and we didn't have to redo it at all do it live what is going on holy paul excited for a uh new episode and uh, another show and one that i wanted to do that i had to push your way to do and we're gonna do 90 soundtracks hey now and what's funny is despite the fact that the feeling is i was kind of getting pushed back it was more of just both of us having a preference on the on the decade of choice um as far as you know specific you know uh, content that we're choosing i think we're going to have overlap here pretty confident in that and i'd be crazy to not see that i would think yeah. that maybe very very tiny amount would be stuff that would just be on my list and vice versa you know but exciting nonetheless this is some of the stuff that we love as friends we've been friends a long time as you say too long and uh, this is some stuff that we've talked about since we've been friends. So it's cool to kind of go yeah. back to things that helped uh, bring our friendship together, if you will, for the sake of cheese and love and happiness and sunshine and, and thoughts. And we had, I thought at least, we had a lot of fun with the 80s version of this style episode where we put in the audio and uh, it worked out fairly well. And we had very positive remarks for the listeners for that episode. So we figured... You know, why go out on top? Let's try it again and see if we could burn it to the ground. That's it. Jump the shark. <laughs> so my I, my list is kind of long. We could jump right into it on it. I have uh, some honorable mentions. Do you have honorable mentions? I have one. Why don't you give yours? Because I have three. Okay. The reason that mine's going to be an honorable mention is because it's more of a favorite movie. I enjoy this, the soundtrack and the music in the movie, but it's not like overall, like this is one of those things, like I feel a lot of these movies stand out, you know, like, like we've always said, they either have like that reminiscent theme. There's a song like we introed in with that you remember, but this movie is just near and dear to my heart. It's a show, a movie I've mentioned in the past, friend of the show, Joe, also appreciation of this movie but I want to bring out the, 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 the music to it because it's, it's mostly collaborative, you know, with like metal hair, metal bands and like fake bands that they made the music for. But uh, the movie is the adventures of Ford Fairlane, Andrew Dice Clay, one of my favorite uh, campy comedy action over the top movies of the nineties growing up to this day, still love it. Can recite most of the movie front to back love the music that plays throughout it when he's in his car and there's scenes with ed o'neill in the movie ed o'neill's got this song that he sings booty time booty time across the usa and then they you know they have a, a song for that on the soundtrack you got all the 
there's scenes in the movie where they're, you know, uh, there's a radio station that's part of the theme of the movie that interacts music that they play on there is part of the soundtrack. So it's a lot of stuff that I remember, you know, and my father and I used to listen to that soundtrack on Sundays, a lot of fun. Um, it didn't make my top 10 because like I said, there are bigger, bigger, better movie soundtracks for that decade, but I wanted to bring it up because it's a, a special one for me. All right. Something I've never seen. You should mention that out there. Uh, I have three. My first of the honorable mention was from the song that opened the show. Batman Forever is an honorable mention for me. It has the Seal song. It has U2 song, which is one of my uh, top 10 probably U2 songs. Hold me, touch me, kiss me, kill me, thrill me, whatever the fuck it is. And it also introduced a new Batman theme. It moved away from the Burton theme and, and it did something a little different. So that had soundtrack and score. Uh, Jackie Brown is another one mostly based on soundtrack. It's a Tarantino movie, as most Tarantino movies. Uh, it has a good soundtrack. So uh, I do prefer the soundtrack of Jackie Brown over Pulp Fiction. So spoiler alert, Pulp Fiction did not make my list, even though it does have a good soundtrack. And then the last one is a little bit of a cheat, in my opinion. It's another Star Wars movie. It is episode one, which just edged out the 90s. And this Duel of the Fates song is still one of my favorites from all the Star Wars movies. So it it just squeaked out, not making number 10 and being an honorable mention just purely on this song alone. But like we've discussed in the 80s episode, many of these themes are recycled themes from older movies so it's tough to throw them on here and most of my list is original non-sequels most of it so why don't we go right into number 10 i guess for you and i'm not going to ruin the list like i did last time so you'll have the jump you'll be able to do your count before i do mine so you can't pick mask also why not? <laughs> I mean, I didn't get to pick it last time, so. Well, you were being a little baby, so. Oh, somebody decided to be a turtle prick soup and uh, ruin it for me. So Turtle yeah. prick soup. Nice. All right. So I guess uh, we will get we'll get started, huh? So my number 10 is going to be a movie that. Uh, it started off as like a skit, I believe, on Saturday Night Live. And uh, it's very heavily focused on music, so it's appropriate. Um, and that's going to be Wayne's World. Wayne's World nice. is, uh, yeah, Wayne's World's really a fun movie. I don't know how it would translate in the world like today. I know that they've kind of tried to bring back those characters and... Um, you know, for me, it's tough to pick between the two because the two have pretty distinct songs that are focused on them. But uh, very memorable for me. And being a musician, love and appreciation for, you know, how they're just, they're nerds in the music world. You know, their love and their passion for the musicians, the music that they write, playing instruments, and like, you know, just wanting to be 
you know, really cool. It, it just brings back to some cool stuff from my childhood. And uh, I loved, uh, you know, the kind of humor that those movies brought. And uh, yeah, it's the Aerosmith and like the second one, seeing the bands and Wayne Stock in part two was kick ass. So there we go. Dia Carrera. And uh, yeah. this is a good pick. This is one that missed my list, but this is a really good pick, in my opinion. I'm giving you credit for it. Very rare. You know, you got the, the dream sequences uh, with Foxy Lady, right? Is that the first one or the second? That's the first one, right? Yeah. Second uh, one is um, uh, the dude from The Doors, Jim Morrison. And then That's what got- focused on. Uh, Dreamweaver in there. You got this is really where Bohemian Rhapsody kind of blew up in the nineties, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a good pick. I, I really like this pick of yours. My number ten is not as much focused on uh soundtrack as much as score. And like I said, it's probably interchangeable with uh episode episode one i would think it was tough putting it at number 10 but it is uh sylvester stallone wesley snipes the demolition man and it has some jingles and stuff in it but i remember preferring the score of it i'm trying to pull one up here and i don't even know what the main theme would even be considered on this but I remember like the Simon Phoenix st- stuff, uh, the Wesley Snipes character being like these like really like weird kind of jingles, like like almost like Seinfeld-esque, like when yeah. he's doing like the crimes that he's doing. And it has like the radio station plays the TV jingles where it plays like the Jolly Green Giant commercial theme song and stuff like that. But this is one of my favorite movies of the 90s. So, I mean, it, it does kind of stick to me. And I, I think it's somewhat memorable. Probably not to most people. It's probably the least memorable of anything on my list. But I don't know. I, I have a soft spot for this movie, I guess. Nothing wrong with that. That's my number 10. Coolio. All right. So for my number I mean, if you, nine, if you want to forget about yeah. if you want to forget about the score, you just go to, you know, like the the police and the song Demolition Man that they actually made. There you go. <laughs> it's Bill that's just Sting here. I thought it was. Uh, this might just have been a redone version of it because I'm pretty sure the police did uh, Demolition Man. We'll just we'll just move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So my number You're nine not- is gonna be something that we got a little tease of in the beginning. Batman forever. Ah. Yeah. Not a huge fan of the movie, as we know, but we're gonna have love for Batman. We're gonna have love for Batman in one way or another. Great, great music. It, it was definitely you could tell it tried to take inspiration, if, if that's even a good choice of words. So, you know, so is Batman Burton. Forever is your pick also? Yes. 
Oh, okay. Because Batman Returns came out in the 90s as well. No, I know, but this is the bottom of my list, so you kind of... Oh, 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 Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know. You didn't say Batman Forever. You just, you know... I did. No, I totally did. I said Batman Forever. I said we teased it earlier. Okay. Anyway... Listeners, go back and hear that. But, uh, yeah, I mean... You can tell that there's inspiration from the Burton style films. Obviously, visually, we took a different direction, but you can feel that it's still a Batman movie. Um, the score is just awesome. It fits the themes, the over comical parts when it gets a little silly. It's appropriate to the movie, and I'm okay with that. You know, once you can separate that it's not, it's not Batman and Batman Returns, I can appreciate the movie like a standalone. Batman and Robin, we don't talk about. So, <laughs> you know, the only reason I'll talk about Batman and Robin is for Arnold, and that's it. The Arnold. But, yeah, this was, like you said before, being able to kind of get give us a new theme. It was a nice refresh, because it works. Right. But yeah, that's, that's my pick. I'm intrigued to see if we'll ever get the extended cut that they say exists but we have not seen because there is flashes in this movie of a of a darker bigger movie in my opinion right and I do like the score I, I think they did a, a good job with changing up what the Burton feel was and doing something different and making giving Batman another theme yeah and like I said I think the thing is the biggest Hinder to the movie was more of the visual, such visual change from what we're expecting. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That was the very big Schumacher thing was the the neonness and the and the, the changes of the city and stuff like that. And bat nips. And bat nips. <laughs> All right. So that's your number nine. My number nine is one that I would be shocked. If it is not on your list, it is a movie that we've discussed on the show before. And I'm pretty sure we mentioned it having a very memorable theme and a really good score. As it plays in the background. Does does Benny realize what it is? I'm not speaking. This is your time. I don't know if you were he picks up he's picking up on it. Ah damn it. That's some good shit. This is get your ass to Mars. Total recall. Another Schwarzenegger pick for us. And this uh one of my favorite Schwarzenegger movies it was on both of our lists when we did that way back. It's in the archives. You can give it a listen. And I mentioned the score. Here it is. It made my list. I don't let you down. Awesome movie. We've, Like I said, we've spoken about it. The score just adds to the feel of it. That sci-fi element. And my pick is Total Recall. Solid choice. 
And again, it was uh, definitely something I didn't want to take away. But you know I know it. <laughs> I do love it. So... All right, so mine probably throw you for a curve because I don't know if I would ever think you'd expect this to be on my list, but uh, this is going to be a Tim Burton movie and it is not Batman, um, but this is Edward Scissorhands. Ah. Definitely thinking back and remembering seeing that movie for the first time and just really being immersed in that world and uh, you know that magic that Tim Burton can do and just how the music helps really paint the picture to uh, you know the little suburban neighborhood and his uh, you know where he's living and just the dynamic changes throughout the movie you know we get the the bright and bubbly scenes the music fits it the mold really well and it just uh you know it takes you on you know i feel like the movie always felt like a musical in in theory to me you know it's it's clearly not but the music just kind of gives you that vibe where it, you you're having a musical journey along with the movie and i feel like it sticks out to me more than most um in that decade you know we've had other movies that have really really good soundtracks ones that for me like one i'll say this is not on my list but kind of in the same realm would be nightmare before christmas because unfortunately i saw that movie much later than most people um so i can't say that i gravitated towards it i have more of a connection to that movie and the music from kingdom hearts than i do the actual movie so i'd be doing a disservice by adding a movie like that but it made me think of how much i love this movie um as a kid and um yeah it's just it gives me it gives me Batman vibes too when you think yes. about it. Well, it's it's the same yeah, composer, no, of course, as Danny right? But I'm saying in the sense of like you know you think like you listen to it, it could be either or. Like Danny Elfman has pretty good diversity, I would say, you know. But you could tell, like you said, the fingerprint. You could tell it's in there to a degree, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's my number eight. We've had some good picks. That we have not overlapped yet. So, Edward Scissorhands did not make my list. I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but I feel like the score is definitely more memorable to me than the movie. It has a very memorable, good score. My number uh, eight is another, uh, following your trend here, is another Danny Elfman score. A little different, though. I don't know if this falls anywhere on your list, if you were ever a fan of this. And he's thinking, he's thinking about it. This is a film based on an old comic strip that became a cartoon. It is Dick Tracy. One of my favorite 90s films beyond just the score. Huge, huge cast in this. Even some bit role characters like Dustin Hoffman as Mumbles. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Madonna. 
Al Pacino, Warren Beatty, obviously, as Dick Tracy. You want to go suck on an egg, Tracy? 30 seconds, no more dick. This this movie, it, it's really an awesome movie. The score is great. The stylized color palette, the buildings, everything. I, it's one of my favorite movies. I think it's extremely underrated. And I wish we got more in this universe that we never got. You know, even for years, the fanboys have said that Warren Beatty still had the rights that he was planning on doing something else with it eventually. And nothing has ever came of it. Because if you ever watched the old cartoon, which I remember watching on VHS and made me the nostalgia of it, buy it on DVD. There was so many other villains and characters that they could have built out this universe. And we see some of them in the movie, but they're just there more. It's just a cameo. But uh, Dick Tracy. Are you a fan of the, of Dick Tracy? You're not talking. I definitely remember it. I probably could say maybe I've only seen it once in my whole life, actually. Um, and I think I saw you it in the to, theater, you need to too. You watch it. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing it in the theater. And it's funny because, you know, friend of the show, uh, Rich Rampage, is an avid Dick Tracy fan. And we've talked a lot about it over the last year. And I find it funny that... that it's probably the most I've ever talked about Dick Tracy and it's with him versus like, you know, in the past, I would say and playing the video games, <laughs> the the NES and the Genesis games, that would be it. You know, right. I remember I remember it. And I know like, you know, my dad used to, you know, he grew up liking some of that stuff. And, you know, he used to tell me about, you know, the, the risk communicator and stuff like that. But, yeah, I don't I don't have uh, a lot of memories with it. So unfortunately, not on my list. All right, I think fair enough. Uh, I think it's on Disney Plus. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent sure. If it's not, it should be. But okay. And it's yeah. one of those movies that has a great soundtrack and score because Madonna's in it. Madonna does many of the music for the singing portions of it. Right. Also. You mean the blank? <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> all right yep so that so, is my number eight we're up to my number seven and throw you for another curveball i think so this one not a movie that i probably have ever spoken to you about but it was a movie i was a big fan of when it came out and watched it a whole lot even though it's really long um really good music very popular song in the movie as well. Um, it's about a, a boat, boat in the water, big boat, and that boat uh, iceberg right ahead. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna throw you off there. This is <laughs> Titanic. My heart will go on, baby. Always for you. I mean, come on. This is a movie that. <laughs> Has I can't believe this is on your list. Your boy uh, Rick and Morty. You know, I like how it's one person, Rick and Morty. You know, do a whole episode. <laughs> My boy too. <laughs> whole whole episode. And, and Rick and Morty aren't involved in the scene either, <laughs> which is great. I don't know, man. Like for me, we're talking about a decade, and you know, we were all different people at that point. And I love this movie. I'm not going to deny it. I can't. I believe have this. 
I probably haven't watched it since. <laughs> but uh, hold on, Jack. Never let go. Paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> I'm your horse. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't have to, we don't have to spend too much time on it, but yeah. No, no, no. We're listening. We're listening. We're listening to it. Well, well, that's why I was going to stop talking so we can listen. Shut up. Sorry. Sorry. I've got a chubby right now. Outside of this song, though, it, there's no other score or soundtrack to this no, i'm sure there's a score but no i we, like we the, have the, the 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 band players playing as the ship goes to <laughs> there's this orchestrated music at the beginning of the movie there's and then there's pretty much the whole end yeah when everything is kind of breaking through there's a lot of you know I, unfortunately I, the composer escapes me but this is just we're talking memories for me and the music helps bring you into what's going on it's 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 a movie that just goes in a lot of different directions it's expected clearly we know what happens but you know wait a minute so you're telling me something (laughs) happens to the ship yeah it misses the iceberg and it goes right around the ride and starts over again oh good 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 (laughs) oh jerry cape fear cape fear (laughs) (laughs) oh boy We got to have have a plot twist. (laughs) All right, let's get back on track here. Let's go with a real pick now. Mm. (laughs) My number seven is an animated film. The first animated film I've picked. Originally slated to be a straight to VHS movie and they decided to put it out in theaters based on the success of Batman Returns. It is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And Shirley Walker does most of the score, famously for Batman the Animated Series. I love this movie beyond the score. But then you got this orchestral choir score and it just it gives it so much uh, gravitas and and so much substance and the opening credits are some really badly looking building CGI now but still holds a place in my heart and I love Batman Mask of the Phantasm it showed you that uh, animated movie doesn't have to be kiddie and uh, could still be serious and, and really expand on what we would the incredible run of Batman the Animated Series was was giving us. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. This is actually from the expanded soundtrack that La La Land put out, uh, which I was purchasing all the expanded soundtracks for quite a while. Uh, Batman Forever uh, when Benny picked it before, it was also from that soundtrack, which is from uh, La La Land. So I do recommend them as someone that did have some exclusives for expanded soundtracks uh, for the movies, and they did Batman the Animated Series as well. So just a cheap plug for them there. Coolio. 
that's it. That is my number seven. Alrighty. So maybe this is also a curveball. This is probably the last weird one, I guess. Yeah, I don't think any that. of them have been weird for you yet, but besides you, Titanic, but no, that's that's what I mean since we just did Titanic. So my number six is not a usual movie as well. Um very popular movie and pretty long as well. Oh it's boy. About, it is about a boy who became a man who accomplished a lot more than most. And all he had to do was keep running. Forrest Gump, it. baby. Forrest Gump, baby. I mean, come on. Forrest Gump had a little bit of everything. We That is a hybrid. We got soundtrack. We got tons of movie, you know, music from uh, the, the time frame that the movie's taking place in. And then we have, you know, we have a little bit of the, the score going on in certain aspects of the movie as well. Amazing movie for a lot of reasons. And, you know, it just, it goes all over the place. And it's so over the top, but it just, it works it's memorable, something that quote I quote to this day in a joking manner, but I remember, you know, you think about a scene, you think about what they were listening to, you know, and you can bring up a lot of music like we're listening to right now. And it kind of opened my eyes to music that I didn't listen to, you know, that maybe my father and my mother listened to. And I thought that was pretty cool way for me to appreciate and love a movie on my own and grow to love music that I didn't on my own. So, yeah, I think this reason. is a good pick. I remember when this movie came out and uh, one of my cousins had the soundtrack, which was like a double CD yep, soundtrack. And that. we used to listen. We used to listen to both discs front to back and go through it because that was, you know, songs that we've heard, maybe not fans of at that point. We're kids still. And, you know, remembering them from the movie and then getting new affection for those songs and essentially becoming fans to a lot of music in in this movie totally tons of licensed tracks not all available on streaming right now so this was the one (laughs) that no makes sense but it it, like you said it varied from genre to genre decade to decade and had songs from all of up until what the movie released essentially in the 90s 90s yep Good pick. Julio. So I give you credit when credit's due. And some of the, you know, you, you, you're stronger right now on the uh, soundtrack side than score wise. So I'll, I'll flip to the other side and uh, I guess we'll go on to another score. This one is another expanded La La Land album this is another movie that i've mentioned before on the show just just edging out my top five it could it could make that top five spoiler alert it is on a future episode that uh we have pre-recorded actually joe and i for spielberg i won't tell you where it falls 
but you can probably guess if it's number six on my list. It is Hook, a very, very uh, divisive, decisive, divisive, splitting uh, sort of movie that people hate it, people love it. Steven Spielberg doesn't seem to love it, but I did read recently that he had went back to it and uh, maybe didn't hate it as much as he used to. If you don't know what Hook is about, it's about an adult Peter Pan who goes back to Neverland after forgetting about Neverland to save his children who are kidnapped by Captain Hook, played by Dustin Hoffman. Peter Pan is played by Robin Williams. Mr. Smee is Bob Hoskins of Benny Super Mario fame. It is one of my favorite movies of the 90s beyond soundtrack, beyond score. Uh, Steven Spielberg movie. I, I really feel like it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. The score is great by John Williams. There's tons of tons of quotable lines that I've been using in here since forever for the movie's 30 years old this year. Uh, it's one of my favorites and it, it had to go on the list. Hook would never miss your game, Benny. And it's funny because we can just move faster then because that was my next pick. So wow, look at that. Do you want me to play another? Do you want me to play another song from it then? No, you don't have to do that. Oh yeah, it's, okay. I I'll just say my pieces. You know, just go, Rufio, Rufio. <laughs> You're a stupid, stupid man. Mong tongue. <laughs> it's never food. He lost marbles. He lost so good. He lost so good. I love this movie just as much as you do. It's a movie that I literally watch to this day. I watched it a couple of weeks ago with my five-year-old son and tried to kind of get his interest. And uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely over his head. You know, it's definitely in the <laughs> not necessarily appropriate portion of it, but uh, it got him a little interested in the concept of Peter Pan. And, you know, if you remember, I had sent you a text message to try to find the original Peter Pan. And we realized that we were in his child account. And because of some of the, the content in the older movie, it wasn't visible in his account. So... It was a cool gateway to get him interested in the character. And maybe when he gets a little older, it's a movie we could revisit. I love the concept because it was at the time, it was an untouched, you know, story concept to take a character that we knew and beloved as a child and see what happens, you know, if they grew up and grows you know, up right. and how, and how their world changes and how they potentially don't remember anything and, you know, it's funny. I thought back. They, did, I feel like they used the similar format for a Disney movie recently. That I never saw, which is um, Christopher Robin. The, Christopher Robin. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know if that was good or not, but like, I feel like they definitely got inspired. It had to be inspired by. Yes. It no one like else it has done. Great. It. I have not seen it either. But yeah, it, it's such an awesome movie. I love Robin Williams. I always have, and definitely one of his best roles in my opinion because he he plays the character in so many different levels you know he plays him as a father strict father you know very to the books 
And then as he remembers who he is, he grows into that child again. And by the end of the movie, he's smiling at things and he's goofing off. And you can you can right. feel that he's embraced. Remember what I child. told you about these windows? Always leave them open. It's so good. It's so good. Because you can tell you can tell My when a movie Jack. like that is <laughs> you could tell when when people force that kind of behavior and you could tell that it was heartfelt. You know, that he he was playing with them. You know, like some people you could tell that they're just forcing that into that role. And but you could tell like he was like feeling it. Like he just they just had a time of their life. You know, the biggest thing that's always gonna kind of put a gripe in my heart is how we really didn't get the love for the fall of Rufio. Like it's not really acknowledged. You know, he falls. I know his kids are more important, and obviously he yeah. didn't have a relationship with him. But the fact that the Lost Boys don't even like, there's nothing, you know, like that's a movie where you have a little bit of a ceremony for him. You know, he ran well, the show when also. Peter wasn't there. No, I get that. But I'm just I just felt like, you know, with everything else that they did in the movie, there was so much tradition and how he was running the show and everybody looked up to him. He died. And now all of a sudden, everybody's just waiting to take the sword. You know, I know that's not well, when, when the show is yeah, about, when you're a but, kid though, of that age, though. You know, you don't, I don't think you look at death the same way. I get that. Fair enough. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad we both had this on the list and it's a good right in the middle, you know, makes it perfect yep. too. Solid yep. as a rock. Solid as a rock. Like I said, just got edged out for me. It's, you, it's your, in your top five. My top five cracks out with another uh, Danny Elfman uh, soundtrack. And he is actually the composer on the film, as well as a performer. This is our first dive into real uh, stop. What was it? You know, that stop motion animation. And it is A Nightmare Before Christmas. I know you kind of said it before. But this is a film I remember seeing in the movie theater, owning the VHS tape, and while I enjoyed it, I didn't get the enjoyment of it until, like, the real pure enjoyment of it until I got older. And uh, now it's really one of my favorite films. It's a film that fits multi-holidays for me. You can watch it for Halloween. You can watch it for Christmas. Uh, in Disneyland in California, they rethemed the Haunted Mansion for A Nightmare Before Christmas from October to December. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's build out lore for me. And I, I really like that they do that in Disneyland. So it connects to the parks for me and it connects to holidays. I like to watch particular things for the holidays. I, I, I just really enjoy it. And I'm glad that they never built on top of it and tried to do a sequel or anything like that. It's really just a standalone and it has its own universe. And it was always rumors that they were going to do like the other holiday uh, towns that you see the doorways for in the opening of the movie and thankfully they haven't done that and cashed in at least yet but this is uh this is it number five for me uh a couple years back before covid we had a we had the luck uh, or or i don't know what the I, we were able to see danny elfman perform live and do this movie along with the movie playing 
at the Barclays Center, and we also had performances of some of the leads in the the movie where Catherine O'Hare was there. Uh, I believe the actor who plays Oogie Boogie was there. So, you know, Danny Elfman did What's This? And, you know, it was a really, really cool experience to see him live and do and do this stuff. Very cool. I guess that I could definitely appreciate it. And, you know, I know the Halloween song. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Great song. And again, my exposure has started at Kingdom Hearts. And that's cool because I can appreciate the love and understanding of why it's so popular. This kidnapped the Sandy Claws. They actually had put out an album, uh, probably within the past fifteen years, I think, called uh, "Nightmare Revisited," where they had uh, metal artists and rock artists do some of the songs. And one of my favorite bands of all time, Corn, did that "Kidnap the Sandy Claws" song. So that's that, cool. It uh, adds extra meaning for me, at least. Very nice. Cool. So your number five it seems like uh, a certain person is getting a lot of uh mentions today so the, i think danielle uh, is definitely the mvp of the show that's okay <laughs> um so mine's going to be back to mr elfman and mine is going to also go back to a character that i've already spoken about and that would be the dark knight himself for batman returns Great score. Movies life changing. Seeing it for the first time and like the thought as a kid of how can you top Batman eighty nine? How can you top that movie? And I don't want to say that it's better because like they're just they're different movies, and I just absolutely love the darkness. Like how dark this movie is compared to eighty nine. Different movie, different. Yes. Just vibe and the music is a testament to that having penguins music selena kyle's music the circus music there's just so much going on so much fun you know the the this the soundtrack is always giving me like chills i get goosebumps when i can hear some some of it it's just so eerie and it just it makes it feel like this was a comic book movie more than a comic book movie was back then you know really brought me in and I love the the subtle changes to the bat suit, you know, with the rib, you know, the rib piece, and uh, everybody did just amazing jobs in their roles, and just remembering all the penguins and fighting all the thugs in the during the, the circus uh, scenes and stuff like that, just amazing, and yeah, it's one I'll never forget. Thank you, Danny Elfman, for the memories. One of my favorite movies of the 90s, and uh, you're going to be surprised by this. It is not on my list. Uh, I feel like I probably excluded it because I picked 89 in our 89 in our 80s soundtracks. And this is it's not really that close, but it is similar and I'm going to feel like a hypocrite based on my next pick, but I don't want something to be so <laughs> so close 
to to the last list. That's why I put Batman Forever as a. I'm just trying to justify it at this point. Batman Forever just, as an honorable mention, but because it was a different theme, right? Whereas this had the same Batman theme, but like you said, there's this Penguin theme which we're playing now, and Selena Kyle had a theme. The the, the Red Circus Gang had a theme. You know, it, it's one of my favorite scores for sure. But I, I just I guess that I didn't want to retread on some of the things, and uh, it keeps us off of having a duel on the list. So that's fine. But I do love it, and like you said, Danny Elfman. I mean, he's got a good chunk of both of our lists here. And here's the touches of that original score here from the opening as the penguin is drifting down the sewers. This is when you rock in the chair in the movie theater. I played this stinking city like a harp from hell. Great, 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 great. I just, I could just keep listening to it. So we're going to have to move on. Uh, now for my hypocritical uh, part, my number four uh, is uh, one of the is it the only one? It is the only one on my list that is a sequel. And I believe, let me see here. I have the previous list. It, The original was on my 80s soundtrack list. And I uh, had to include it here. It's my favorite movie of all time. So I don't really give a shit for you people wanting to judge me. It is Terminator 2 judgment day it builds on everything that the first movie does action story and soundtrack and it builds such a memorable soundtrack from the main theme to this the t1000 theme i love it good choice solid solid as a rock Another VIP of the show, Arnold Schwarzenegger, as always. Yes. And I don't know if you where you thought this would fall for me, but this is kind of... Uh, I figured it'd be top not... three. Oh, all right. Well, in the, as number four, I was going to say, I, I would think you would predict it a little higher, possibly. but I feel like I know you're number one. I could be wrong, but we'll see. I didn't think it would be your number one. Okay. Since we're like, because I know you have your thoughts on since we're focusing on the decade and stuff like that. And this is not like an all time list in a sense. So. Right. And we're picking soundtracks and scores, not movie overall. Right. So. Exactly. All right. So let's move on into the top three and go into your, your uh, number three. All right. My number three is uh, Treading on Waters for you, something that you mentioned uh, much earlier in your list, and that would be another Arnold movie, Total Recall. 
great music. Love nice. all, the, love all the different music, the the crazy uh, club music when he goes to see Molina, and uh, all the recall music, recall, recall, and uh, just the, the chase music, you know when. With the reactors gonna blow. I got and... ten kids. What is Benny? What is the guy no, Benny's? I got five kids to feed. <laughs> I thought there was four. Oh man, put your motherfucking hands up. Start the reactor. What do you what are you feeding this thing? Bombs. <laughs> Such a good movie. Such a good soundtrack. Yeah, it just they go they go hand in hand, you know, and like it's it's really speaks to the early 80s, mid 80s, late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s. You know, I think we started seeing more of the hybrid soundtrack score. We started getting more licensed music before it was uh, it was so dependent on the, you know, composition portion of the movie. It's just so good. Ah, love this movie so much. <laughs> I'm so grateful that I got the 4K version you told me to get. Because because we don't need to buy it 11 times in our lifetime, right? <laughs> right. Wait for the 8K. That's it. It's coming. But yeah, that's it. Total Recall number three. There's a duel. A duel on the list. Double duel. Yeah, we had two duels. Only two, surprisingly. Only two so far. Yeah. So my next film, I think we'll, I'll just start playing. I don't think any uh, any description is really necessary. If you don't know what movie it is, you probably shouldn't be listening to the show, even though it's only my number three. This is John Williams again, collaborating with Steven Spielberg again for, again, one of my favorite movies, Jurassic Park. As a child, it it was, you know, children have wonderment of dinosaurs. And uh, this was unbelievable to see on the big screen. And the, the score, it still resonates with me. When I, you know, used to go to the theme parks, even once in a while, I still pull it up. But when we go to Universal, the Jurassic Park theme gets hummed or sung as we walk through the park. And it's just a tradition. The ride is awesome and been on it in both coasts. I'm looking forward to going on the Velocicoaster. Jurassic World, the first one, paid good homage to the original Jurassic Park. But this is... The original and where everything started and the dinosaurs still look great in it when you watch it and uh, it's something we mentioned it was on that movies that made us part two to give you a little more insight to this movie and that's uh, I would say a highly recommended must watch but 
uh, that's just a side bit for this. We're, this is a score, and this is one of the most iconic scores. I don't know if this is what you thought was my number one or not, or, or you're still open to what you thought my number one was. I did think it was your number one, and for the record, there was a movie that was on my list that I did remove, and I forgot to mention it's an honorable mention, but I, at this point, we're, we're beyond that, because I'm looking at it, my list again, and I'm like, maybe it's that one, the one I had on my list, but I don't know. We'll see. But I might as well, while it's on, this is my number two. Ah. <laughs> so there you go. Duel. Duel. As we get to the top. Let's see Great. if we can jump to another song here. I remember being in my band class in eighth grade and we learned how to play this. And I was in the percussion section and we were playing the song, the theme. It was really cool. Kids doing it, so it was obviously not as as big, but it was cool. Right. Did you ever get a chance? Did you go on the ride in Universal? One time, yeah. Yeah, it's such a great ride. Obviously before the changes. Well, the one in Florida have not, has not changed. It's California. Oh, it hasn't? Okay. No. I don't know how long that will last, but the one in Florida is still the original. The original version of what Florida had. Yeah, no, no screens on the side. Right, right. No wor- Jurassic World. It's still Jurassic Park River Adventure. Got it. Great, great, great stuff. They don't leave me a lot of time with having the same pick to go on to my Number two. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we're going to pick while this Jurassic Park continues to play. So good. It's another one of those ones that I could just continue listening to, I guess. You know, it's like right. Uh, but we are going to go with for for my number two. It is another animated film. It is during the renaissance of Disney animated films. It is Aladdin, another Robin Williams film with an unbelievable soundtrack and score. Unfortunately, on my iTunes, I do not have the original soundtrack. I have the Broadway soundtrack and on uh, title, it doesn't look like any of the Robin Williams songs are on here, so I don't know. All the songs are great, but I would have played probably a friend like me. Oh, 
gotta eat to live, gotta still to eat. Tell you all about it when I got the time. One jump ahead of the slow pokes, one skip ahead of my doom. Next time, gonna use a nom to plume. One jump ahead of the hitman, one hit ahead of the flock. I think I'll take a stroll around the block. Stop me! Such a great streak of animated Disney musicals <laughs> in the 90s. It's such a great streak, but uh, Aladdin had to make the list. I don't know where you awesome. fall. I love it. I love it. And my biggest concern that I had with this list was there probably would have been too many Disney movies. So I wanted to be really careful with that because... We don't usually go in that category much, you know, by comparison. But well, I, just I, I get it. The rules. Hmm. All right, so that leaves us to my number one, right? Correct. All right, so I guess you know if you're gonna break the rules, I might as well break them too then. Because out of all the Disney Wait. movies, I decided to pick one. You already had your your your. Uh your list made though so then you planned on breaking the rules i did but you broke them first so now i'm just gonna go with tradition mine is also a disney movie but at at a picking between four where i I was i was like let me pick one and mine is going to be the lion king my number one (laughs) Hands down. Now, you may ask yourself why I had that so quickly prepared. Oh, I know. Because that is my number one as well. Simba. (laughs) I know your father. T'Challa. Amazing, one of one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. Yes, down. and Aladdin and, and Lion King for me, they're right there. A Lion King just yeah. edges it out. I remember having the soundtrack when I was a kid, and my mother used to she used to complain that I used to always listen to the CD, and she's like, "You're gonna wear it out." I'm like, "Wait a minute, I could wear out the CD. I better be careful. I don't want to. I I like listening to it, but I don't want to ruin it." So many good memories, listening to those soundtracks over and over, playing the games, hearing, getting to hear the music in in 16-bit. I mean, look, I'll be honest, I'm a sucker for Little Mermaid as well, but that falls under the 89 category. Um, Love Beauty and the Beast as well. Beauty and the Beast, I would say, was uh, would have been an honorable mention probably for me. Yeah, it's got it's it, it has a great soundtrack also though. And then we also have a little later, but I didn't want to bring it up because again, the 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 route that we go, I was thinking like to- Toy Story. You know, yeah. it's like right at the end of the nineties. But this no, was early nineties Toy Story. Wasn't like ninety six and seven? Well that that would still be like mid ninety okay, five. Right in the right right in the middle. Dead smack. 
it still it still wouldn't probably edge out what I've picked from you right. know. No, that's why. Yeah, it would be a men- an honorable mention, dude. For me, the biggest part of remembering how important this movie was is seeing Xander watch it and see him the way he got fell in love with it and watched it so much. It was just awesome, you know. Like I felt like a proud dad. You know, that was a proud dad moment. This is probably my favorite Disney song of any of any movie. Just for a villain to get a song and, and the, done way so well. it, the way it's drawn and Jeremy Irons' voice is just perfect for it. I mean, and he, I, I, there's little trivia for this song that he actually like blew out one of his vocal cords doing this, so they couldn't do another take. But they didn't need to. Yeah, did such a good job. Right. No fools were gonna kill him. No fools were gonna kill him. And Simba too. So good. Such a military (laughs) part. Yeah. I'm glad this was uh, both of our number ones. We we ended up getting closer towards the end of being, you know, in the same path here, but. Yep. So good. Great song. Great, great, great. But that, so that's it. That is our 90 soundtrack. I think uh, it's fun doing these with, with the songs playing and giving a little dive into our psyche and what we like beyond just the scope of the actual movie itself. And it also surprised a lot of people because I feel that, you know, like you said early on, we went with a certain direction and kind of opened up a little more into the diversity and the variety of the stuff that we like and listen to. And it's cool to learn some stuff. You know, we always get one or two that we didn't know the other person would, uh, you know, yeah. select Titanic. So, yeah, of course it is what it is. <laughs> you can't win them all, Paul. You can't win them all. Yeah, I guess not. Well, thank but you I think with your okay, we can, we'll end with uh, Beauty and the Beast. We'll play a little homage and we'll round out the Disney for a title we didn't pick, but eh, probably uh, something that we both enjoy. I'm down with that. We thank you for your stay. Take care and have fun. Bye bye now. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now we invite you to relax. This is Mike's song. Just envision him singing this song. Proudly presents your dinner. Your dinner. Your dinner. Be out. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. 
tie your napkin round your neck, sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup to jewel, hot or dirt. Why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. They can sing, they can dance. After all, miss, this is France. And a dinner here is never second best. Go on, unfold your menu, take a glance, and then you'll be our guest. We our guest, be our guest. Beef ragu, cheese souffle, pie and pudding on flambe. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared. No one's gloomy or complaining while the flatware's entertaining. We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks. Put it all in.